And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. Michael J. O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football training camp edition. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. By the way, it's Michael R. O'Hara. I give you a different initial Come every on. morning. What, which one did I give you today so I can tell you what it means? But what I say, L. O'Hara? J. J? Jerk. <laughs> nah, why would I do that to you? Yes. <laughs> J is for a genuine, if you you're the J. Um, so anyway, we're uh, here. One, that's the way genuine is spelled. I know. I, so that's why there was laughter yeah, after. Right. That's why there was laughter after that. But you, you'll no, get the no, point. You, you, you just can't spell. <laughs> I didn't go to Persian. I didn't go to Persian. It was that public school education I had. I guess they spelled better over the Persian High. All right, Michael here. Um, week one game week, I would say week one of the games, or three games. Um, is the first game the most important game, the least important game, or somewhere in the middle of all the exhibition games? I think it's one that's over. You kind of look at it, and you know, I think they're all important to some degree, but I think – the most important thing to me, Ken, is is whatever ninety players on the roster. All ninety of those, after three games, you know, come back healthy. That to me is the most important thing. But I think probably the whichever game the starters play, and I think to me that's the most important for them. And then for the people, you know, the, the people on the on the edge trying to make a roster spot and all that, that's the most important for them. So it, it could be. First game, it could be the second game, it could be the third game. It's really good. Yeah, and depending on how they do it, um, in right. Campbell's couple of years, it's very rare the starters play beyond a series or two in the first game, and then this is only the second year of the three. Um, I believe it's the second year. This is the second year of the three preseason games. Might not see these guys right. again, so I don't know how it's going to work. Some guys need some work though. Like uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Some guys need to be playing a lot during this preseason, and some people that are on the bubble that have been on their roster in the last couple of years need to play and play good because of, Well, for them, sure, you're right. Yeah, there's a couple of people that, you know, they're teetering right now according to what I've seen and what everybody else is saying. Uh, a couple of moves have happened, though, right before this um, podcast taping. I want to get these out. Uh, Logan Stenberg was cut this morning. Um, yeah. Guard. Uh, not yeah, go ahead. No, nah, played three years. Well, he was on the team three seasons. He played a little last year. As a matter of fact, if my memory served me correctly, he it was the first or second game when Jackson was hurt. He started a game or something. Wasn't that last year? He, played yeah, a little bit. Jackson, Jesse, or Jesse, Just, uh, Jason, Justin, Justin Jackson started. Which one are we talking about here? You talk, you're talking about Steinberg. Yeah, Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson, a left guard. See, the There's J was for Jonah. Michael Jonah. J. O'Hare. Okay. Jonah <laughs> Jackson, you know, missed four games. Uh, with a, I think it was a, some sort of finger injury, you know, a serious finger injury. And uh, and Stenberg started those four games, the only four games he started. Aside from that, his first two, first two years in Detroit after being drafted, you know, as a, as a fifth-round pick. He only played four snaps in two years, so it's you know it's not like he had, it's not like a guy that they were leaning on. Let's put it that. No, way. but interesting that a veteran like that would not make it to the final cuts or you know deep into the training camp. Yeah. They let him go early, so the decision must have been made a long time ago because that, that's well, rare. They, well, they've been watching him, you know. Yeah, this, that's what I said. Decision's been made. Decision's been made. Right. Um, now, big thing. Well, running back Benny Schnell was signed, and um, right. 
I was wondering why, and then I looked, came across that Justin Jackson, the running back, is on the retur- reserve retired list, and this is a shocker right. to me because he came in late, according, you know, signing late again this year. Signed late, yeah. And he, he looked like he he was making plays in the um, practices and things I went to, and he was doing good, and I had him penciled in for running back number three. So I'm, a, I'm I, really surprised at this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, – I can't disagree with it either. I, one thing about it, he was a good return man. I remember talking to him it was either earlier this week or last week about what he liked about the uh, about returning kickoffs, and he just – he said it's it's a rush, so he wasn't talking like a guy who you know just couldn't wait to end his career and get on with the rest of his life. So yeah, I think it's a surprise, but don't have any details either. You never know what you know what what it could be a family illness, or it could be it could be a lot of things, it could be an injury that he had before, and he's you know you just don't know. I'm not saying it's any of those, but you never really know for sure. There's a lot of things that go into it. Interesting, very interesting. So that means that the kick return job is now up for grabs. Even though the, the kick returns have been such so minimized over the last couple of years. You know, it, yeah, it is, but, but when you, you hit need one, them though, you right? When you hit you one, you hit one, yeah. right? But right. They, you know, so I don't know if they're going to go with Khalif Raymond back for kickoffs again. I know he does punts. Uh Jamison Williams, you got a lot of options you can put back there. So I'm just interested to see which way they go. I'd be surprised if it's Tennis and Williams, but uh, he was a heck of a kick returner in college, though. Heck of a kick returner. Yeah, well, it can't be anyway. He won't be there for six games. But I'm just saying, don't don't sign him out immediately, man. He was a heck of a kick returner in college. Well, I haven't seen that in the pros yet, Kenny. Well, we haven't seen a lot in the pros yet. We, we wait for we waiting for catches in the pros first. You know, the, well, he's got he's got one. He's got <laughs> right, one right. we waiting for catches first, baby. Yeah. So. That's things that I'll be looking at tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow who they have put back on kick returns, and we'll find out tomorrow a lot of things in the game. Um, big week this week. They had joint practices with the Giants, and as usual, it's always a teeter-totter when these things happen. One day one team does good, and then the next team gets fired up because they got beat the first day, and that next day they come back. Because last year in Indianapolis, Indianapolis handed the Lions their lunch the first day, and then the second day the Lions came back and you know redeemed themselves. And this was – pretty much what happened this time. The first day the Lions pretty much dominated the Giants, and then the second day the Giants got their revenge. So uh, I don't know what you saw there, but I saw two competitive teams, two playoff-worthy teams out there. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I also think that uh, I think in, in, the, in the team drill, offensive part of the team drill, I thought the Lions, uh, if, if, if the Giants had had the upper end in that before, I think the Lions got it back at the end. But, but I don't think either team can feel bad about what they got out of those two two days. No. As a matter of fact, if they wanted to call the game off and go back home, do the practice and go back home, me, I'd be yeah. fine with me because the game tomorrow is just like dressing in. You know, for the guys trying to make the team know they want to get out there, but I'm no, saying for the starters and things, the week is already done for them according to what you want to get out of it. You know, their work is done. Now tomorrow is, you know, just a little candy to go on, you know, top of the, the ice cream. But, um, well, just one thing, though. I'd just like to add one thing here. I'd see if you agree with me, though. But I think but the interest there is in the Detroit Lions, the fact that they've sold out you know, the, the season tickets and all of that. I think you're going to see a, a large, unusually large and enthusiastic crowd for an exhibition game tomorrow night. Oh, I believe that's that. That's just me. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I, I, I think the joint's going to be jumping. I like that, okay? I really do. 
Yeah, until they get in there, and then you see that what happens after the starters go out and the second no, team is coming but, in. But, then but, but, the, no, but the fans aren't there to grade the players. They're going to watch the Lions and see them make plays. Well, that's what I'm that's talking about. They they're going to they're yeah. watch a, a boring game after the starters go out. It's just all exhibition games are you know, 17 to 10 and 13 to whatever. And once in a while you get a big scoring game, but most of the time it's just a snooze fest. But there you go, Ken. Throwing uh, cold water. On the I plane. know, but it's there just I just call it as I see it, man. It's a snooze fest. But Mr. you know, Mister Chill. People that don't <laughs> usually go to games can get in. You know, go to see those games, and you know, it's cheaper tickets now. They do for the exhibition games, which is good. So it's a day out at the ballpark, which is fine. Now it's time where. People are separating from each other on this team and position-wise and even roster-wise. You see guys kind of fading off the roster, and you see guys coming up that you didn't think were going to make the roster that are in contention for the roster. And a couple of those players I'm talking about is my Eastern Michigan guy, Mr. Drummond, who nobody knew about, you know, coming into camp. As a matter of fact, he was – I read the story. He was invited to only the Lions workout. That was the only one he had a workout with after, you know, the combine ended and the draft ended. He only had the one workout, and he impressed, and they signed him, you know, off that rookie mini camp they had, and he's yeah, been I, I, he's been one of the better wide receivers out there. Well, he's he's really showed an awful lot, and you know, and uh, Jared Goff was it yesterday or the day before, I forget which. Somebody asked him about it, and he just raved about him about how smart he is, how quick he is, good hands, and he's always in the right place. And reliability is a big thing in in pro football because if if you have you know, you know, players doing their own thing, so to speak. It can really, both on offense and defense, it can really leave some holes that are hard to cover up. Yeah. And it looks like the way the spots are, and the, to me the wide receiver group is still the weakest group on the team to me. And I don't know how you see it, but I just, after St. Brown, it's been – pretty much average in there, man. I don't see – Marvin Jones has been hurt, and he's 33, and he's, he's got well, he's something left. Well he's playing yeah. okay. Josh Reynolds hasn't really impressed over this uh, camp. He's been very up and down. Um, same with Jamison Williams, up and down. Antoine Green started good, but he's kind of regressed to the back, and I'm, I think Drummond has passed him, if you want to ask me right now. And Antoine Green may be looking – he may be on the outside looking in, and Drummond's looking in at the end of this. Yeah, well, that'll work its way out. But yeah, but Drummond on his own merit is just really—he really has impressed. And I think that just looking back, I don't think he came to to uh, minicamp as a signed player. I think it was a tryout for him, basically, and he made and he got signed to the roster after the minicamp for what he showed. Right. And this is—it's this is, really a remarkable, you know, re- re- remarkable what he's done. It really is. Yeah, I hope he keeps it up. I hope he keeps it up. Sure, because, absolutely, you know. of course. Um, he's from, I think he's from Cleveland. He's not. He's a from Cleveland. Kid, he's from Eastern, yeah. Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. That's all you need to know. You don't have to say anything else. The, the Hurons slash the Hurons. Eagles. That, well, slash Eagles. I, I, listen, I prefer Hurons. I do. I was a Huron, so Huron. Um, another one, Denzel Mims. I'm on the fence with him right now. I've seen some good things or whatever, but looking at him for the pick he was and the the credentials he brought in from college. I expected more so far. Maybe maybe I'm asking too much because you got him for nothing. But I'm just – I expected a little what? more than what I've seen. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to make the team, and he might even contribute some, but I haven't seen the 
the second round Baylor guy that I saw coming out of college. Yeah, I agree. And real good, good size, two six three, two oh seven, two oh eight, something like that, and a sub four four forty. But that has not translated to the playing field yet in any meaningful way for him. And I think the uh, New York Jets who traded him away agree with you. You know, yeah, they just haven't. They haven't seen it, and they had three years to see it. Yeah, so and we'll see. And it's we'll not see. over yet. No, but we'll see. And like I said, it'll be a question at the end of camp of. Um... You want to give up that six-round pick for him, or because he he has to make the team in order to make the trade go through. Otherwise, he's just you know cut. So, well, you get a, you give up a sixth and get a seventh. Right, pick. but none of that goes change. if he doesn't make the team. So, correct. On the correct. other side of the ball, I think the defensive backfield to me, even though they didn't have a great day Wednesday against um, against the New York Giants, I thought they are the most improved, and I think they're one of the better units on the team. You got. Matter of fact, you got Tracy Walker, who may now be a backup the way this is going, and I don't know how to, how it's going to play out, but Gardner-Johnson and uh, the rookie Brian Branch, you know, they're pretty much elevating in the starting roles. Brian Branch is working well, his way into being a starter. Just a second. Hold on there, Tyrone. You glossed over uh, Kirby Joseph, too, who might be the second. No, I'm just talking about the two from that are new to this year, the two. And okay. I'll get to Cam Sutton in a minute, but the two – new guys coming in, somebody who was there is being squeezed, and that to me is Tracy Walker. I've seen Tracy Walker running with the twos a lot in the last couple of weeks, and I've seen Brian Branch running with the ones, and C.J. Gardner is moving over to, you know, to to nickel and and putting Branch's safety. I, where do you th- see this going? Because really two of the three of them are playing at one time. Well, I want to see him play. You know, I want to see play play a couple of games before we, you know, make, make any – decisions on that, but uh, I, th- I think there'll be a role for Tracy Walker. It just being oh, yeah. a starting role. Yeah. But he'll play. No, no, I'm he's not a, denying he's he'll a, play. He's a big banger back there, and, and you know, he'll, he'll, he'll hit people and stop people, too. So, And he's got some leadership qualities, too. I just, I just think that it's a really strong unit for them now, and they've got some decisions to make, and they're good decisions. really are. And Emmanuel Mosley's not even playing yet, and when he comes back, it's really going to strengthen that position. And, um, I don't. I haven't gotten the feeling. Is he close to coming back to you? I think sometimes I think he's close to getting on the field, and then other times, I don't know. Are they going to pup him for the first six weeks? I'm not. I don't know where you I, stand that on would, that. that. That would surprise me if they pup him. I really would. So when he comes back, you really got a strong position because, like I said, Will Harris is playing better than I've seen him play since he's been here. Yeah, and um, he's the backup. Now you can move him. Yeah, yeah you, you can, can move, move him all around. around a little bit too. Yeah, so good, they, good solid ball player. Now, there's some guys that, are, like I said, that were on the team last year on the bubble now that you have to worry about. Um, Melifanu, Melifanu, Melifanu. If he had to, Melifanu. Yeah, he's on the bubble, man. He's hurt a lot, and he's hurt again six, and back in. three with speed. You yeah, know, but, you know, those are guys that didn't But Savion Smith has been playing well. So you got guys out there. Chase Lucas has been playing well. You got those end-of-the-bench guys. It's going to be a, It's going to be guys cut – like I said, that will play for somebody else. And the undrafted rookie to me, uh, Starling. Yeah. He's, Starling he's, Thomas. I don't know where they found him, but he's a he should have been a drafted player. He's pretty good. And like I said, yeah, he may is. not start, he's, but he's he's feisty. He gets in there. He's fast. He's he's a good player. So I don't know where they found him, who scouts found him, but um it's a lot of spots for only a few, you know, so well, at the very least, they're probably going to have the strongest defensive practice squad in the history of the team. Yeah. 
because there's a lot of good guys yeah. that they want to keep. Just, but you only can keep 53 on the active roster. Um, defensive line has um, been impressive. I think they've stepped it up, and I'm surprised. I'm always surprised when rookies get into the rotation, you know, and um, make a name well, for depends themselves. On, depends on who they are. But. Well, Broderick Martin, I thought it'd be a learning yeah. year for him. You know, he's coming from a smaller school, or West Kentucky, but a smaller school, and, you know, he'd have to learn a lot. But it looks like he's fighting for snaps. He's going to look like he's going to be in the rotation. Yeah, I think he's started, he's started to get traction. He really is now. He's not, you know, he's not not a starter yet or anything like that. But I think he's in that size, 6'5", 230, or I'm sorry, 330, 340, whatever it is. He is a yeah. big dude. Who, and he's, he's one of those guys, football really means something to him. Not not that it doesn't for the other guys, but, but this opportunity for him, it's, it, it really means something to him. It really does. Right. He's 340 after, before breakfast. Trust me, he, he's, he's tipping <laughs> that scale, man. He is tipping yeah. that scale. Um, I tell you another one that surprised me, uh, Levi Enrique. I thought, you know, with the back surgery, he might be a pup candidate, and you know they bring him along slow this year. But he's taking snaps, and I, I think he's doing well. Well, if he's healthy, he's a he's a real asset. He, he really is. You know, but you know, he, he played. I think he played all seventeen games as a rookie second round t- two years ago, and then just the opposite last year. So we'll, we'll see. You know, it's it's it's, it's remarkable the recovery that he's made and. And and he's been able to practice, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll see if what how far it carries him. Right. And um, today they made official the Teddy Bridgewater signing. Teddy Bridgewater is now on the roster. As I always stated, the sixth most important position is backup quarterback, and I'm happy for this because you got a guy now that actually has won games in the league in case something happens to Jared Goff. So I think that that signing right there is one of the most important signings to me of the whole offseason. And I said that going into the offseason, the backup quarterback was going to be a, a very important pickup. Well, you've been saying that every day for five years. Yes, I have. I, I finally pounded it in. Yeah. But, no, Teddy Bridgewater has what, has a 33-32 record as a starting quarterback. And he was, what, 5-0, and was it four years ago with New Orleans? Uh, Drew Brees got hurt, and, and as, as uh, Dan Campbell said, he kept us afloat because, you know, Campbell was down there an offensive coach down there in New Orleans and, and really has a high regard for Bridgewater, as do a lot of people. And look, he's a natural leader, a natural, you know, good guy in the locker room, all of that stuff. He's smart. Uh, and then, look, he's got somewhat of a winning background. I wouldn't say 33-32 is exactly blowing the doors off, but it's better than most you'll get as backup quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. If you line up the backup quarterbacks in the league, he'd be in the top third or maybe even the top, you know, had, well, he'd be in the top. He'd be in the top of backups. There's a couple backups that you know right now that you could put in the game, and then there's him, and he's one of them. And um, I have no problem if he has to come in a game that he could keep everything afloat. So keep Jared Goff healthy, but if it doesn't happen, you got a guy that's won games. Now, to me, signing him pretty much tells you that Henry Hooker is going to be a pup guy, and if he gets back on the roster at the end of the year, it's going to be as the third quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I never expected anything else. I had hoped he would get some time in during the season, especially if they, you know, they're winning and they got games at the end of the year that you know they don't need. They just, I'd like to see him get his feet wet. Like Mahomes' first year, you know, he, I believe he didn't play to the last game of the year his first year. He got a couple snaps in, and then the next year he came back and took over the job. So I, I've been watching him after practice, and he looks close, but I guess they're gonna, you don't have to rush it, but he – 
He's running at heel. He's throwing a 30-minute session at, in every practice. Um, he, he looks like he's close to me. Well, we'll see. I mean, I just well, you know what's going to happen. Even if he is close, they're not going to – right now they don't need it. No. You don't, you don't need well, no. it. And you got him on the roster, which is the most important part of all. He's your property, oh, yeah. you right, know, for the property. next four years. So you you don't have to rush it. But uh, it's good to have. Like I said, that pick to me was a good developmental pick. It's better than drafting a quarterback in the first round. It was, And you got first-round talent in a later round. So it's a no-lose situation for Brad Holmes. No, I would agree with that, too. Yeah, in fact, I, agree, I think I've agreed with you on that. I'm about to say, man, you're really pretty life. mellow today, man. You got anything you disagree with? Any problems you've seen over the week? Anybody you want to, you know? <laughs> huh? Not really. It's, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I have the, the, the wind is under my wing. Okay. Well, <laughs> now, there are two things of concern, not maybe high concern, concern for me. One is the backup offensive lineman, like I said last week, and now with Stenberg what? being cut. I want to see one of these guys step up and take over. I'm not talking Glasgow. He's the sixth starter. I'm talking about after him. Maybe, um, you know. Well, Matt Nelson, Ken. I mean, he's, I, I, he's, he's not been starter. impressive. He has not been impressive. I'm telling you right now, no. Obina Eze is is closing on him. I'm telling you right now, you can laugh at me if you want, and these, these preseason games are going to mean a lot. Matt Nelson has not been impressive, and I'm I'm saying watch out for Easy. you know. He, and well, uh, uh, the one they got from Cincinnati, uh, Fetty, not not Fetty. yeah, not not impressive to me either. I, and he's been in the league, and I'm not impressive. So there are opportunities for guys out there. Kobe Sorsdahl to me is going to be a guard. I don't think he's going to be a tackle. I know he was drafted, you know, guard tackle, but they've been playing him mostly as the second uh, team guard. I think that's going to be his position going forward. No, he's uh, he look he he looks like a real prospect, smart yeah. and, and 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 he's got some athletic ability. He's got good feet, and yeah, that's that, that looks like a keeper for right. for a fifth round draft pick. That's, right. that's a pretty good thing. So we'll see how the tackle situation. And that's one of my concerns. And my second one: Where are you at on Jack Campbell now and and Barnes? Regarding what? Who's going to be the starter? Yeah, who's going to be the starter? Jack Campbell. You think Jack Campbell's going to start? Because Barnes uh, yeah. has been playing good. He has. He's. He's. He's right. He's. It's those three. It's Alex Anzalone. It's uh, Jack Campbell, and then it's Barnes. Yeah. Right, really. And he'll play situationally too. I would think. Yeah. I would think he was in the rotation somewhere, but he looks like a guy who's been a good stopper up there. He's really, really good against the run defense. Mm-hmm. And we we should put a, this uh, put this preface out there too. Malcolm Rodriguez, who was probably the top two linebackers last year, hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't regressed. It's just the talent level has increased out there. And he has just fallen to fourth, which he'll play a, a lot too. But I'm just saying that shows you in a year how much your talent level you've improved because he he was you, you, maybe your best linebacker last year for a long no, time of the season for a long time of the season to the end when Anzalone kind of separated. But early in the season, Malcolm Rodriguez was your best linebacker. Well, I wouldn't agree with that in any way at all. But one thing about him, he was number two in snaps played among the linebackers last year. I mean, way behind. Alex Anzalone, and also good on special teams too. So that's that's the Lions. Look, they really have been good on special teams over the years, and players like like Rodriguez keep them that way. Yeah. Well, like I said, the game is tomorrow night. Um, on Friday, um, come out healthy is my only concern. Just come out healthy, and then go back next week when the Jacksonville Jaguars bring the show into town for 
um, workouts at Allen Park and in the game. So I look forward to the next two weeks because uh, they'll be telling. No, I agree with you. I want to – here I go again. I want. I agree with you. It's, it's, it's absolutely – but look, all of this stuff is, is a telling. It's what you do in practice. It's what you do in the meeting room, all of that stuff. It all adds up. It really does. Yep. So those are the things I'll be looking for, the receivers, the offensive of linemen, and the backers. So it'll be exciting, Mr. Mike. Uh, listen, it is for me. I, I, I love it. I really do. It's all a great right. time of year. All right, so we'll be back next week after the Jacksonville joint practices and before the game, and we'll have a, a talk about next week, I think, is sep- remember in college has separation Saturday? This will be like separation week next week because <laughs> you're going to see guys either step up or move out the way next week. Well, except for one thing, though, there are no mass cuts yet until we end them. No, so but you're not going to get 20 players cut. Yeah, but I I bet after the second exhibition game, they'll cut a bunch of players, even though they don't have to, because you don't want them just hanging around and, in order to get hurt and have to pay them, and especially if you're not using them. And plus, you, I've watched over the years from camp to when the regular team plays. It's, you can have too many people, you know, on the field, especially when you're trying to fine tune and get ready. You you, you, you notice the difference, Mike. You've seen it, where you got eighty people there, but you're only really focusing on fifty of them. Well, more than fifty, at least fifty-three. But I think this—it's—it's it's, after the second game. You're starting after the second preseason game against the Jaguars. You're now preparing for opening day against Kansas City. It's—I know there's another preseason game on the schedule, but you might—you could play that with your eyes shut. Right, right, and that's like I said for the bottom churning of your roster. Those that last preseason game. You know, that might be for your 53rd guy, your 52nd guy, your 40th, 49th guy. You know, maybe yeah. one of those things will change. By that third game, you already know your top two teams, you know, your top two, you know, depth chart teams. So we'll see how it works out. Okay. All right, Mike, and that's been it. Anything going on on DetroitLions.com we need to be aware of this week? Just one thing. I just want to stress this one thing that how how – uh, how complimentary Jared Goff was of, of, uh, of the media? Of, no, of Drummond. It just—it it really stood out. It really did. How highly he thought of him. It's—it's—it it's, was just—it was just interesting to see him go that far. It mm-hmm. really was. I thought you were gonna say about Jared Goff saying that the media writes bad things, and now they're writing too many good things. And I—I I, I, I took offense to that, but then again, it's Jared Goff, so I don't pay attention to what guys say. But I don't think Detroit media was ragging on them when they were bad. They were bad, and I don't think they're being overly good about them now. They're, they're good. That's just the way it works. So I don't know what golf was talking about, but if he felt good saying it, I'm happy for him. Well, good for you. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's Michael here for DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown from WJR Radio, the Mitch Album Show, which we'll be featuring Frank Ragnow every Monday starting with the season. So join us on that. And, Mike, I'll see you next week as we talk more Lions football. All right. I'll see you downtown on Friday night. There you go. That's Michael here. K&M Podcast, we're out.